Hey, I'm Jen. In life, I've learned that adversity is a stranger to no one. The way we cope is a huge indicator of our character. We want to make choices from confidence, empowerment, and trust instead of letting our circumstances control us. Let's talk about how. This is episode T, Taking Time for You. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's getting harder and harder to record these with three kids. Who knew? (sighs) But I am here showing up for you and I'm here showing up for me because podcasting is a hobby and I really enjoy it and it's important to take that time for you as this episode is all about. I'm here holding my newborn so if you're lucky you'll hear some newborn noises and Last week I recorded after bedtime, but then I didn't get to spend time with my spouse, and so this time I'm recording during nap time so that I can have the evening with him. All about balance, right? Okay, so as usual, our Name the Emotion segment, and just a quick plug, there are only seven more episodes of this season, so if you want to email me or message me Uh, name the emotion experience. There's still plenty of time. You can message me on Instagram at isforadversity or email me at genbank16 at gmail.com. And again, this is any emotion that you've experienced, positive or negative, and why you felt that way. So all three of these are mine, but that's okay because I am a human and I experience emotion as well. The first one is my 18-month-old wasn't going to bed, and so sometimes we bring him into our bed just for a little while, and then magically he goes to bed after that, so that's nice. But one particular time, he wanted some water, as he usually does from one of our water bottles, and so my husband handed him mine, and I love ice water, so it was chock full of ice, and he was drinking out of it, and my husband went to go take it back, and he didn't realized that the lid wasn't on very well and the ice water spilled all over my 18 month old and our bed. So we had ice cold water that we had to clean up and and change our 18 month old but we both stayed really calm throughout it and both being my husband and I my 18 month old wasn't really thrilled but I just have noticed that I'm able to have more of a level head after naming my emotions and after recognizing my emotions and just, again, being more aware. The next example is kind of similar. It was a somewhat ruffling of the feathers experience. I was returning a dish to someone who had brought us a meal for our newborn, when we had our newborn, and I was hurrying too fast and wasn't really watching where I was going, and I tripped and fell, and the dish shattered and cut my finger, and it was just very surprising. I have not tripped like that in a long time, and it was a bit scary watching my blood drip, but luckily it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too deep. I just got a Band-Aid and cleaned it up, cleaned up their driveway, and explained what had happened, so... Again, quite a shocking experience. The last one was just unmotivated. Yesterday I felt unmotivated and it's been up and down. I feel like it's been easier and easier to bounce back after each child, but 
yesterday for whatever reason I was just feeling unmotivated so I saw this quote that was really perfect and it said I'd be unstoppable if I could just get started <laughs> so that seemed very relatable to me because once I'm up and going I'm usually pretty good but it's hard to get up and going sometimes okay so what are your emotions that you've experienced lately I'd love to hear from you Next is my list for the week. Honestly, I forgot about my list until looking at it at my outline. So I will just roll with it and do something that I can do on the fly. What are the five closest things next to you right now? So I already mentioned my newborn, so I won't count him, but under my newborn is a boppy. I love boppies for armrests and for feeding and propping up and all those good things. On Sunday at church, I was using our church bag under my arm and my oldest son said, are you using our church bag as a boppy? So it was just funny to hear him say that word. Another thing next to me is kitchen hand towel even though I'm in the living room gotta be grateful for boys and little messes but whatever keeps them occupied right they just scatter everything a couple of our kitchen utensils have been broken we do have baby latches on a lot of our cabinets and doors but some of them have broken off and don't deter the boys as much as I'd like them to another item is this barnyard toy it's been invaluable with kids. It has quite a few things that you can do on it. You can open the doors and push buttons and move things around, slide them, hold them. We keep most of our toys upstairs, but there are a few that are downstairs because that's where we are most of the time. Okay, let's see. That was three. What else is near me? There's a blanket, of course. I love to be cozy under a blanket, even if it means that our AC is on. <laughs> There's also another quote that I heard that said, I don't like to be warm, I like to be cold and then made warm with a blanket. <laughs> and the last item that's nearest to me is a chair. We do own an ottoman, but it's upstairs because it matches our bedroom really well. We need another one for downstairs but we use this piano chair as an ottoman all the time. Nice footrest, and it's holding my computer so that I can record this podcast. Okay, your turn. What are the five things that are nearest to you? Okay, and on to the episode, Taking Time for You. There's a quote that I've shared before, and oh, I'll have to look up the reference again. Let's see. Here it is. It's by Lala Delia, and it says, keep taking time for yourself until you're you again. And I really love that because sometimes we lose ourselves or we forget about what we enjoy and what we like to do. Putting yourself first is not selfish. It's important. We've all heard that analogy that you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you can help others. And it's so true. You have to take care of yourself so that you can better take care of others. An idea I had for the last episode was to name it saying no, but I had an interview that I, I put with that one instead. But 
saying no is part of taking time for yourself. A lot of times we take on too many things or we commit to projects or people and that takes up time that we could be spending on ourselves. Not saying that we should always be selfish, but a lot of times we probably say yes more than we want to or need to really. I'm learning this firsthand with solicitors. We're in a new home, a new place, and we get a lot of people that knock on our door. We need to get a no soliciting sign. Even then I hear you still get people knocking on your door, but I really just need to learn to say no so that I can end the conversation or just really not even open the door probably. But that's something I'm working on is saying no. It may feel uncomfortable at first, but you really do need to respect yourself and your boundaries and your priorities. So we need to learn how to say no. You're welcome to join me in that pursuit. It's funny because as I was preparing for this episode, I saw a lot of things that were about self-care. And I know that self-care is quite the buzzword. So it's not surprising that I found it. But I saw someone post about it in their stories. And I saw someone share a recent Mormon message, if that's still what they're called, about self-care. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's about four minutes and I really enjoyed it. One of the main takeaways from it is self-care doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be an overhaul. It can be tiny little things, taking a breath of fresh air or taking five minutes to yourself. You don't have to overhaul the whole situation. They also pointed out having self-care in the different aspects of your life, social, emotional, physical. And again, so it can be something small as in with the physical, you don't have to go run a marathon. You could just take a quick walk around the block or even to the mailbox whatever it is that can propel you forward in that category. And then, like I mentioned, somebody talked about self-care in their stories, and she asked the question, what are you doing to actively create joy in your life? And I really love that word actively because, sure, there will be moments of joy in our life and in our day that are unexpected or that we didn't even plan on or make happen. They just appear or we stumble upon them or our kids say something to make us laugh. But what are you doing to actively create that joy? Have a plan, make a goal, move it up in your priority list to strengthen that self-care in your life. Okay, now I will move on to editing this episode and releasing it for your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening each week and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. You can find me on Instagram at is4adversity or email me at genbank16 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.